Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about hormone replacement therapy. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash HRT or in the gynecology section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Hormone replacement therapy is used in perimenopausal and postmenopausal women to alleviate the symptoms associated with the menopause. These symptoms are associated with a decline in the level of estrogen. Exogenous estrogen, meaning estrogen from outside the body, is used to alleviate the symptoms of the menopause. Progesterone needs to be given in addition to the estrogen to women that have a uterus. The primary purpose of adding the progesterone is to prevent endometrial hyperplasia or thickening of the endometrium and ultimately endometrial cancer secondary to the unopposed estrogen. Unopposed estrogen refers to using estrogen on its own without the protection of progesterone. It's also worth bearing in mind that women have often tried non-hormonal methods of controlling their symptoms before they seek help from their GP. HRT can be very effective relief from symptoms and in the majority of women, the benefits will outweigh the risks. A quick Tom tip for you early on, hormone replacement therapy is a massive topic. If you remember one thing about HRT for your exams, remember the basics of choosing the HRT regime. Women with a uterus require endometrial protection with progesterone whereas women who don't have a uterus, for example, who have had a hysterectomy, can have estrogen-only HRT. Women that still have periods should go on cyclical HRT with cyclical progesterone that allows them to have regular breakthrough bleeding, similar to a period. Postmenopausal women with a uterus and more than 12 months without periods should go on continuous combined HRT meaning that they don't have any regular breakthrough bleeding. So let's talk about the non-hormonal treatments for menopausal symptoms. Non-hormonal treatments may be tried initially or used where there are contraindications to HRT. And the options include lifestyle changes, such as improving the diet, exercise, weight loss, stopping smoking, reducing alcohol, reducing caffeine and reducing stress. Cognitive behavioural therapy, or CBT, can be used. Clonidine is an agonist of alpha-adrenergic and imidazoline receptors, and it can be helpful for the vasomotor symptoms, and we'll talk more about that shortly. SSRI antidepressants, such as fluoxetine, may be used. Venlafaxine may be used, which is a selective serotonin norepinephrine reuptake inhibitor, or a SNRI. And finally, gabapentin is another option that may help with symptoms. Let's talk in more detail about clonidine. Clonidine acts as an agonist of alpha-2 adrenergic receptors and imidazoline receptors in the brain. It lowers blood pressure and reduces the heart rate and is also used as an antihypertensive medication. It can be helpful with the vasomotor symptoms and the hot flushes associated with menopause, particularly where there are contraindications to using hormone replacement therapy. Common side effects of clonidine are dry mouth, headaches, dizziness and fatigue. Sudden withdrawal of clonidine can result in rapid increases in blood pressure and agitation, 
So it needs to be withdrawn and stopped slowly. Let's talk about some alternative remedies. Patients may try alternative remedies, although they're generally not recommended as the safety and efficacy of them is unclear. They can have significant side effects and interact with other medications. These alternative remedies are intended to manage the vasomotor symptoms, such as hot flushes. Some of these alternative remedies are black cohosh, which may cause liver damage, dong kwai, which may cause bleeding disorders, red clover, which may have estrogenic effects that could be concerning if the patient is suffering with estrogen-sensitive cancers, evening primrose oil, which has significant drug interactions and is linked with clotting disorders and seizures, and ginseng, which may be used for mood and sleep benefits. So what are the indications for hormone replacement therapy? The indications are replacing hormones in premature ovarian insufficiency, even if the patient doesn't have any symptoms, reducing vasomotor symptoms such as hot flushes and night sweats, improving symptoms such as low mood, decreased libido, poor sleep and joint pain, and reducing the risk of osteoporosis in women under the age of 60 years. There are a few key benefits to HRT. In women under 60 years, the benefits of HRT generally outweigh the risks. The key benefits to inform women of include improved vasomotor and other symptoms of the menopause, including mood, urogenital and joint symptoms, improved quality of life, and a reduced risk of osteoporosis and fractures. Next, let's talk about the risks of HRT. Women may be concerned about the risks of HRT. It's crucial to put these risks into perspective when counselling women about what they are. In women under 60 years, the benefits generally outweigh the risks. Specific treatment regimes can also be used to significantly reduce the risks associated with HRT. The risks of HRT are more significant in older women and increase with a longer duration of treatment. The principal risks of HRT are an increased risk of breast cancer, increased risk of endometrial cancer, increased risk of venous thromboembolism, and it's about two to three times the background risk for a similar woman of that age. Increased risk of stroke and coronary artery disease with longer term use in older women. And the evidence is inconclusive about ovarian cancer. And if there is an increased risk, it's likely to be very minimal. These risks don't apply to all women. The risks are not increased in women under the age of 50 compared to other women their age. Because you're simply replacing the hormones that would normally have been there. There's no risk of endometrial cancer in women who do not have a uterus because they don't have an endometrium. And there's no increased risk of cardiovascular disease with estrogen-only HRT. There are a few ways that we can reduce the risks. The risk of endometrial cancer is greatly reduced by adding progestogens to protect the endometrium in women who have a uterus. The risk of venous thromboembolism, such as DVTs and PEs, is reduced by using patches or transdermal methods of hormone delivery rather than pills. So what are the contraindications to hormone replacement therapy? 
There's some essential contraindications to consider and explore with women before starting HRT. These contraindications include undiagnosed abnormal bleeding, endometrial hyperplasia or endometrial cancer, breast cancer, uncontrolled hypertension, venous thromboembolism, liver disease, active angina or myocardial infarction, and pregnancy. So how would you assess a woman before starting HRT? There's a few things you need to check and consider. And this is to take a full history to ensure there's no contraindications. Take a family history to assess the risk of estrogen-dependent cancers, such as breast cancer, and also the risk of venous thromboembolism. Check the body mass index, or BMI, and the blood pressure. Ensure cervical and breast screening is up to date and encourage lifestyle changes that are likely to improve symptoms and reduce the risks. Next, let's talk about choosing the hormone replacement therapy formulation. There are three steps to consider when choosing the HRT formulation. Step one is, do they have local or systemic symptoms? If they have just local symptoms, you can use topical treatments, such as using topical estrogen cream or tablets for vaginal symptoms such as dryness and soreness. If they have systemic symptoms, then use systemic treatment and you need to go on to the next step to decide which systemic treatment to use. So step two is, does the woman have a uterus? If they don't have a uterus, then you can use continuous estrogen-only hormone replacement therapy. They don't need any extra progesterone to protect the endometrium because they don't have one. If they do have a uterus, then you need to add progesterone. So they need combined hormone replacement therapy. And you need to go on to the next step to decide which type of combined hormone replacement therapy they need. And step three is have they had a period in the last 12 months? If they're perimenopausal, meaning they have symptoms but they've had a period within the last 12 months, then they need cyclical combined HRT to allow them to have withdrawal bleeds. If you start them on continuous combined HRT, they'll simply have breakthrough bleeding and it won't be very suitable. If they're postmenopausal, meaning there has been more than 12 months since their last period, then you can start continuous combined HRT. Let's talk about the options for delivering estrogen. Estrogen is the critical component of HRT that reduces the symptoms of the menopause and there's two options for delivering estrogen systemically. This can either be orally with tablets or transdermally with patches or gels. Patches are more suitable to women who have poor control with oral treatment, higher risk of venous thromboembolism cardiovascular disease or headaches. Let's talk about the options for progesterone delivery in women who have a uterus. Progesterone is added to HRT to reduce the risk of endometrial hyperplasia and endometrial cancer. Progesterone is only required in women that have a uterus. Women without a uterus do not need progesterone and they can have estrogen-only hormone replacement therapy. So the options for delivering progesterone are cyclical progesterone, which is given for 10 to 14 days per month and is used for women that have had a period in the last 12 months. Cycling the progesterone allows the women to have a monthly breakthrough bleed during the estrogen-only part of the cycle, which is similar to a period. 
Alternatively, they can have continuous progesterone, which is used when the woman has not had a period in the last 24 months if they're under 50 years of age or 12 months if they're over 50 years. Using continuous combined HRT before the postmenopausal period, before 12 months of not having any periods, can lead to irregular breakthrough bleeding, which can lead to investigations for other causes of the bleeding and ongoing issues. You can switch from cyclical to continuous HRT after at least 12 months of treatment in women over 50 and at least 24 months of treatment in women under 50. The time to switch from cyclical to continuous HRT is during the withdrawal bleed. Continuous HRT has better endometrial protection than cyclical HRT. There are three options for delivering progesterone for endometrial protection. It can be orally, using tablets, transdermally, using patches, or locally, using an intrauterine system, such as the Mirena coil. Cyclical combined HRT options include sequential tablets, so tablets that you take in a particular order, or sequential patches that contain continuous HRT with progesterone added for specific periods during the cycle. The Mirena coil is licensed for four years for endometrial protection, after which time it needs to be replaced. The Mirena coil has the added benefit of contraception and treating heavy menstrual periods. It can cause irregular bleeding and spotting in the first few months after it's been inserted, and this usually settles with time and many women will become amenorrheic, meaning they have no bleeding. Let's talk a bit about the types of progesterone. The terms around progesterone can be a bit confusing, and there's some key definitions to remember. Progestogens refer to any chemical that target and stimulate progesterone receptors. Progesterone is the hormone produced naturally in the body and progestins are synthetic progestogens. There are two significant progestogen classes which are used in HRT. If the woman is experiencing side effects of the HRT, consider switching the progestogen class as this can often alleviate the side effects. These two classes can be described as C19 and C21 progestogens, referring to the chemical structure and the number of carbon atoms in the molecule. C19 progestogens are derived from testosterone and are more male in their effects. Examples are norethisterone, levonorgestrel and desogesterol. And these can be helpful for women who have reduced libido. C21 progestogens are derived from progesterone and they're more female in their effects. And some examples are progesterone and medroxyprogesterone. These may be helpful for women who are having side effects such as depressed mood or acne. Let's talk about some example regimes that are on the market and can be used. In a woman with no uterus, the options are estrogen-only pills, for example, Alestasolo or Premarin, or estrogen-only patches, for example, Ivorel or Estradot. In a perimenopausal woman who is still having periods, 
The options are cyclical combined tablets, for example, Aleste Duet, Clinaret, or Femiston. Cyclical combined patches, for example, Everel Sequi or Fem7 Sequi. The other option is to insert a Mirena coil and give them estrogen only pills, for example, Aleste Solo or Primarin, or the Mirena coil plus estrogen only patches, for example, Everel or Estradot. In postmenopausal women who have a uterus, the options are continuous combined tablets, for example, Aleste Duet Conti, Cleofem, or Femiston Conti. Continuous combined patches, for example, Everel Conti or Fem7 Conti. Or you can fit a Mirena coil and give estrogen only pills, such as Aleste Solo or Primarin. Or fit a Mirena coil and give estrogen only patches, such as Everel or Estradot. A quick Tom tip for you at this stage, the key to HRT is to remember the principles so that you can counsel women and look up specific regimes when required. The best way of delivering estrogen is with patches due to the reduced risk of venous thromboembolism. The best way of providing progesterone is with intrauterine devices, for example the marina coil. The coil has the added benefit of contraception and treating heavy menstrual periods. Additionally, women will not experience the progestogenic side effects. Therefore, a really great way of providing HRT, which can be used in perimenopausal or postmenopausal women who have a uterus, is to fit a Mirena coil and then use estrogen-only patches. And this gives contraception plus the lowest risks plus the lowest side effects. Although often women are put off by having to have the coil fitted. Let's talk about an option called Tibolone. Tibolone is a synthetic steroid that stimulates estrogen and progesterone receptors. It also weakly stimulates androgen receptors. The effects on the androgen receptors means Tibolone can be helpful in patients who are struggling with a reduced libido. Tibolone is used as a form of continuous combined HRT, so women need to be more than 12 months without a period or 24 months if they're under 50 years. They will be expected not to have breakthrough bleeding. Tibolone can cause irregular bleeding, resulting in further investigations to exclude other causes, such as endometrial cancer. Next, let's talk about testosterone. Testosterone is a male sex hormone, an androgen. It's naturally present in low levels in women, and menopause can be associated with even further reduced testosterone, resulting in low energy and reduced libido which is a sex drive. Treatment with testosterone is usually initiated and monitored by a specialist and it's given by transdermal application such as applying a gel or a cream to the skin. There's a few additional management points with hormone replacement therapy to be aware of. The patient needs to be followed up three months after initiating HRT to review the symptoms and the side effects and consider whether to continue or switch regimes. Side effects often settle with time, so it's worth persisting for at least three months with each regime. It takes three to six months of treatment to gain the full effects of hormone replacement therapy. Problematic or irregular bleeding is an indication for referral to a specialist. You need to ensure the woman has appropriate contraception. 
which we'll talk about in more detail shortly. You need to stop estrogen-containing contraceptives or HRT four weeks before major surgery, which is due to the risk of venous thromboembolism and is included in the NICE guidelines on VTE from 2018. Also consider other causes of symptoms where they persist despite hormone replacement therapy, for example, thyroid disease, liver disease and diabetes. Let's talk about contraception with hormone replacement therapy. It's important to realise that hormone replacement therapy does not act as contraception, so it's important to ensure that perimenopausal women have adequate contraception. And the common options are to fit a Mirena coil or to use the progestogen-only pill, which is given in addition to the HRT. Next, let's talk about the side effects. The estrogen and the progesterone components of the HRT cause different side effects. The estrogenic side effects include nausea and bloating, breast swelling, breast tenderness, headaches and leg cramps. And the progestogenic side effects include mood swings, bloating, fluid retention, weight gain, and acne and greasy skin. Where patients experience side effects, it's worth changing the type of HRT or the route of administration, for example, switching between pills and patches. Women with progestogenic side effects may do better with switching to a HRT with a different form of progestogen. For example, patients with acne and mood swings may do better with a didrogesterone progesterone, for example, femiston. In contrast, women with reduced libido may do better with a norethisterone progesterone, for example, Elest Duet. Progestogenic side effects can be avoided altogether by using a Mirena coil for endometrial protection. Unscheduled bleeding can occur in the first three to six months of HRT in women that have a uterus. If unscheduled bleeding continues, consider referring for further investigations, particularly regarding endometrial cancer. Finally, let's talk about stopping HRT. There's no specific regime for stopping HRT. It can be reduced gradually or stopped abruptly depending on the preference of the woman. The choice about whether to gradually reduce the HRT or stop it abruptly does not affect the long-term symptoms. Gradually reducing the HRT may be preferable to reduce the risk of symptoms suddenly reoccurring. So thanks for listening to this episode on hormone replacement therapy. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about polycystic ovarian syndrome.